You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome to Gospel-Centered Rest, our podcast. This might sound a little strange because um, I am going to be asking the questions yeah. uh, to Tyler, who's usually asking the questions, and uh, our local hero, Byron. <laughs> your, your friendly Have you ever been introduced people. that way? Your friendly neighborhood Byron. <laughs> no? You want us to start over? No, no. Go ahead. We're okay? Okay. Yeah, good. We can keep going. Uh, we talked about Acts 2, or the message was on Acts 2 this past Sunday, and we uh, specifically talked about the gospel, the receiving of the gospel, leading into uh, an emphasis on the church. And it really is a radical concept of the church. So we want to talk a little bit about membership, among other things. Membership, I think we'd all agree, is not a very good word. Uh, it's not like joining a bowling membership, mm-hmm. if there is bowling membership. Um, I think that the... the concept of membership is biblical. The word is is a difficult word. Uh, In Acts chapter 5, it talks about they joined the church. And I think that's what we mean by membership is they publicly joined the church, they identified, and then they were active within the church. So uh, Tyler, we'll begin with you since you usually ask the questions, but how would you describe uh, joining the church and, and why is that so important? Well, I think it's fair to say that different churches approach this differently. Some churches... Uh, approach membership from the perspective of if you verbally just commit to being a part of the church and you say, hey, this is going to be my local church, then you're a member in their mind or in or in their sense. Whereas with our church, it's a little more formalized. And I think that it's an important process because like you're saying, it's it's making a public kind of statement. It's making a statement that this is the church that I'm going to be a part of, that I'm going to serve in, that I am going to be held accountable to. This is the church that I'm going to worship God with. This is the church that I'm going to be there to help care for those who are also part of this church. And so it's identifying yourself with that group of believers, that 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 local group. And like you said, this is something that we see throughout scripture, uh, throughout the New Testament, through the starting of the church, even through Acts and into the epistles, we see this reiterated, the importance of being part of a local church and submitting yourself under the authority um, of the Lord through that local church. Yeah, and when we looked at Acts 2, it was striking. Peter preached, and the, what, what came out of the preaching was they devoted themselves. It was, mm-hmm. they, they came into community. And I liked how you brought up the, the process of joining a church. And really, um, just to explain that, when we go through a process, we're really going through what happened in Acts 2, which is, have you repented? Um, have you been mm-hmm. baptized? Uh, and then, is it your desire um, to serve within community? and to love one another in this community, and then how can we do that? So really the process is an explanation of what joining the church is, because it really is a foreign concept um, in many ways in, in our culture to mm-hmm. join a, a church and to be active in that. So, uh, Byron, we talked about repentance, but we also talked about baptism. So why would baptism be an important part of joining the church, and I think we mean by that, or I know we mean by that, believer baptism. Those who are believers and are baptized, uh, they 
um, they join the church. Why is that important? It's, it's a signal. It's a statement. It's not the baptism so much as what the baptism signifies. Um, compare it to a, a birth announcement. When a baby's born, often a parent will be excited. They might have a send out an announcement, let people know. Mm-hmm. The announcement did not bring the birth of the baby. The announcement is just letting people know. And if they didn't get the announcement, the birth has still already happened. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we believe in Christ, when we've truly repented of our sin, recognizing He's the one who's going to help us. We've been born. The Bible talks about being born again. We're now in God's family. And we're part of that. So the Bible doesn't say, yeah, just go do your own thing because now you're part of God's family. It's like the old saying, you don't get to choose your family. You choose your friends. But if you've entered God's family, you want to be with others, and you are in God's eyes part of something bigger than yourself. So you're wanting to connect to help each other. Family sticks together. Family cares for each other. And Acts shows it Mm -hmm. in action. Yeah, and if I if I could also say, I think it's like there's something that's very special about celebrating baptism with your family, and like even I just think of Sundays that we have a baptismal service here, and we're baptizing believers. They could be new converts, they could be old converts, uh, just never been baptized before. But there is something special in sharing that moment with your own church family, where you're celebrating with one another. This person being brought from death to life in the gospel yeah the, it is it is if you think acts 2 would be written repent and then come together as a church knowing what we know about baptism there'd be a significant gap mm-hmm. and one of the one of the things i think we often miss with baptism is not only the celebratory aspect of it i mean we're talking about something so incredibly wonderful from death to life to to life now to eternal life i mean yeah. what a what a testimony but we're just also talking about all the culmination of redemptive history in that moment and we bring it um in the waters of baptism and we find rest uh, there is something profoundly restful about baptism where um, christ has done the work it is complete and then, not only is it complete, but it is a reminder of the work of the Spirit in our life, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that we are kept mm-hmm. and um, we are strengthened to do what to do what He's called mm-hmm. us to do. So it really, I mean, it's, it's that moment in our Christian journey that God gives us to, uh, to learn and to remember and to celebrate and bring it, the, the entire life of Christ together and say, this is so rich, this mm-hmm. is so good. To do it among family now oh tyler no i was just gonna say it i just love how it's like the logical conclusion in chapter two of acts um that peter replied repent and be baptized and then in verse 41 so those who accepted this message were baptized it was just like they accepted the message of the gospel and what's the conclusion you get baptized they couldn't help it they had to yeah, it's it's. We understand it's a command. Like we don't we don't mess around with repent. Mm-hmm. Of course we repent, mm-hmm. and it, that's what we read in Acts too. They didn't mess around with baptism. They ju- they were baptized. 
Uh, now, I understand that there's elements of discussion within the church today, um, and, and we can maybe talk about those some other time, but it, it, was, it was on their heart to, to celebrate in front of others the goodness of God and, and to mm-hmm. evangelize mm-hmm. the world and say this is, this is the work of Christ in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron, the verses 42 through 47 of Acts 2 talked about the church. Um, as you were reminded of that this past, uh, uh, whenever you listen to the, the message, uh, what, what, was stri- what struck you about the church? The, uh, Peter's comments, we, like they devoted themselves, teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer, saw these signs and wonders, and then um, they loved one another through their possessions. They, uh, they were together. They devoted themselves together, glad and sincere hearts. What, what um, when, when you heard that, what were you reminded again or challenged with in, maybe in your life or just the, as you think about the life of the church? It's just so practical. Yeah. It's so real. It's so relationship-oriented. And it wasn't like everything went perfect. Yeah. You see the issues that come out. Hey, we're being, you know, sidelined here. You're not treating us the same. And they deal with issues. Mm -hmm. They work their way through tough things. But they're wanting to honor God. They're wanting to care for each other. So when an issue comes up, okay, well, then they appoint somebody who, who can deal with that, you know, so that they have their different gifts are there. It's just such a multi, multifaceted thing coming in there, and it's so practical. Yeah. It's so real. It's not like, okay, you mentioned like a member of a bowling league or whatever. It's not like I just show up, and that's what I do, and then I leave. Mm-hmm. That doesn't describe yeah. members of a church. It's it's all of life. It's that, everywhere. That was, yeah. yeah. So they're getting together every yeah. day, and it's both hard. in their houses and yeah. in the temple, yeah, exactly. and doing this and doing this. And you think, wow, it's all of life. And it's hard to hide. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to hide. I loved what you said in terms of it's real, and, and in a sense, it's raw, and it's but it's so relational. What a gift to our culture, and especially coming out of COVID, Lord willing, um, we have, I think, recognized the value of um, realness and relationship, and and that's really what we have. Um, and I also love how how this is just ordinary church. This yeah. is not um, this is not like some some kind of theatrics or anything like that. But they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. I mean, that's just. That's just ordinary means of grace church. And what does this result in? Everyone was filled with awe. Yeah. They're hearing the teaching of the apostles. They're filled with awe. Yeah. They're taking communion together. They're filled with awe. They're praying together. They're seeing um, the Holy Spirit work through gifts and things like that. They're filled with wonder and they're filled with awe. And I think that when you look at verses like this, you're just reminded of the impact of just being a part of everyday church with one another and and how God can use that. Yeah, you, you fit it ways. into your life, but it's so powerful what you fit into mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things that we, we talked about or was mentioned in the message on Sunday is it was, it's, it was costly, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it was generous just because the gospel is generous, but it's also costly. And um, if we are going to be generous, it's because we're firmly planted in the gospel. Um, but we will know that gener- generosity leads to costly. And I think sometimes that's the hard part about the church is it, it does cost. Um, it, it does come at a cost. Um, but 
that is um, out of the cost comes comes the blessing as well. It's like what you talked about a couple of weeks ago from Hebrews, when they were experiencing persecution. They were yeah. thinking, "Is this really right. worth it?" And he says, "Hey, yeah. yeah, you accepted the confiscation of your possessions because mm-hmm. you had a better yeah. possession. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the cost is there, but the reward is greater." Yeah. If somebody if somebody were to come up to you, Tyler, and say, "I would like to be an active member," um, what would you say to them? What 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 is what is so beautiful about being an active member, even though it's costly? I would say, well, even like you just look at these verses um, in this in this chapter, and and we are reminded of the importance and the impact again of doing ordinary church with with uh, one another. Um, how much God can take something as simple as the apostles' teaching, as fellowship with one another, as breaking bread together, as praying with one another, and use that to just completely transform our, our life, transform our, our uh, community, and transform, of course, things for, for, for eternity. So being a part of a church is you get to celebrate those things with one another and go on this journey with, with one another. That's what makes the church such a unique entity is that it's a living, breathing organism of people um, worshiping God together, coming around together in, in word and in prayer and moving through life together using these things. Mm-hmm. Byron? If we take what we've said, that this is real, this is relational, this is um, raw even, it's not a matter of a list of these are the things you have to do. It's a matter of, okay, what are your interests? What are your abilities? What time do you have available? What relationships do you have? How could you encourage someone? How could you help someone? What, what could you do that might be able to share the gospel with people who don't know it? It becomes very step-by-step step or just coming out of who we are. So to be active means... I'm going to do something with who I am and the time and the ability I have right now. And different stages of life, it's going to be way different. But it's saying, I'm not just going to sit back and watch. It's not a spectator thing. It's a, I want to serve God with what he's given me. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned is very good because if somebody's saying, I would like to become more active, um, it's not that you have to begin to do everything just start just do one or two things well that that fit where you are that are costly um, but also uh, that give opportunity to um, express the generosity that you've experienced in your life from christ and uh, move towards others for some that will be more practical for others Mm -hmm. it'll be more relational um, for others, it can only be at a bit of a distance, whether that's you know a Zoom call or a text or whatever it might be. But that sense of moving outside of ourselves um, towards others, uh, and I think part of it as well is also knowing that as uh, Christ has been um, has received us with all of who we are, uh, mm. we are seeking to. Um, live that way with others and move towards that grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Thank you very much. Uh, we can continue our discussion in Acts next week. 
And if you would like, for those who are listening, if you'd like to ask us questions about the message or just about a topic, feel free to uh, send us a message and we'd be happy to discuss that. That's right. Thank you. Thank you.